Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Melody. I'm your co-host, Jennifer. I'm your co-host, Holly. Today, we'll be discussing the pros, cons, ins, and outs of enrichment academies. But before we get to that, how's everybody been since last time? How about you, Jennifer? I've just been enjoying summer stuff, really. We've been doing a lot of outside and lake stuff. And then recently, you know, we did this episode recently about homeschooling through hard times. I'm not doing much schooling right now anyways, but we have a friend that's in the middle of a kind of a surprise move. (laughs) And so we just this last week have dropped everything and our whole family and all our friends' families were all helping. So it was a really good example of how like, you know, when you need to, you just put everything on hold and it's okay. And the kids are all helping because they're around. So that's been really nice. But other than that, this past week, we've really just been enjoying outside time. What about you, Holly? I had a surprise birthday party thrown for me by my family. I turned 60, so that's a big milestone. And uh, my husband was hilarious because his job was to get me to the party. So he told me we were going on a mystery date, which also is hilarious because we don't go out. He's not a sociable person. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, you know, you need to wear something nice like you'd wear to church. And I'm like, okay, what are you going to wear? Because he's usually in shorts and a t-shirt. So I had to get his, we had to go through his clothes and get him all situated. And he said we were dropping my son off to my mother-in-law's before we went on our, Uh on our date. And so, you know, me being the mom that's prepared, I'm like, oh, well, we need to make sure to bring some food for him because your Mm -hmm. mom and daddy early. So I brought a cooler with some little frozen pizzas, which ended up not being needed. And we walked in the door and there was a golden uh, curtain-y thing. And I was like, okay, what is up? Oh my gosh, y'all. And I walked through thinking it's going to be a little something because my mother-in-law is that kind of person that she likes to mark people's milestones. But no, there was a room full of people. And I started looking around and I was like, oh, wait, that's my friend from church. And that's my friend from homeschooling. And that's, that's my friend from, you know, like all these different friendships and, and my, my best friend that I've known forever. We met when our daughters were in the womb. So like 30, Uh. 33 years ago. So I'm just looking around and I'm like, wow, I can't believe all these people of like people I hadn't seen in years. So I was like, wow, I'm really blown away. And my eldest daughter says, well, did you see everybody? And I'm like, well, I think so. Are are people hiding somewhere? And I say that. And a few moments later, my two daughters that live out of state come out from my brother-in-law's room. I didn't expect to see them at all. And I started screaming and I just jumped up and down. And um, apparently that was the highlight of everybody's I love at the party that. because we were like, you were screaming. Like, I am not, I am not a laid back person. Uh, I feel my best surprise. Yeah, it was, it was amazing that so many people, um, you know, took the time to come and help me celebrate. I just couldn't believe it. There was so much planning going into it. My middle daughter, she's a very wordy person. She always writes something really nice on my Facebook wall for my birthday. And she read a, a nice little thing that um, made me tear up. And I think a couple other people did, too. And I was given some amazing gifts. And there was lots of fabulous food and drinks. And 
It was spectacular. I, I mean, love that. You know, when yeah. we were recording our uh, 100th episode, <laughs> Melody and I already knew about these plans. <laughs> oh, these so, stickers. Yeah, we had, yes. wait, I guess we were just talking about your birthday in general, and you had no idea. So we kept mm-hmm. exchanging little looks between each other. It was, we were excited for you. <laughs> We were How trying to be funny. nonchalant and <laughs> not give it away. Sneaky peeps. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then yesterday, which was my actual birthday, my two older sons came over and we played board games. So we got to play Pandemic. I still mm-hmm. like that game, even after actually going through a real pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and we played Ticket to Ride and we had pizza and nice. I had purchased some gluten-free vegan cupcakes for my birthday and... I drank some more of the sangria that was left over from my party. And I'm just like, wow, I just, I was on cloud nine, you know, for like five days. Just, yeah. It, it As just, you should um, be. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. It made 60 really fun. I wasn't worried about it though. Like, cause I have family members that didn't make it to 60. So I'm really conscious of what a gift it is mm-hmm. to be able to grow older. And so um, I was just really thankful and I was really emotional about it um, at midnight. The night before I turned 60, I realized, oh, you know, it's the next day and I'm 60. And I did get, I did get oh. a little tearful. I was like, you know, just it's just a lot, you know, to process. Mark the moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I was thinking if I live to be 100, which is my goal, what am I going to do for these next 40 years? So mm-hmm. stay tuned. So much. <laughs> yeah. Well, what have you been doing, Melody? For me, we, again, we were outside. We were doing a lot of some landscaping. I'm still, our house, well, I'll just say like the yard is still recovering from, you know, all the traffic you have when people are coming and going to build. And so just mm-hmm. letting everything kind of go wild to see what do we have here. And there are so many wildflowers, like a lot of coreopsis and some sort of daisy and bee balm and just all kinds of things out there in the yard. So I've been experimenting with digging some of them up and putting them in places where I wish they were. <laughs> so they don't get like can't grow in the driveway that's the death zone for flowers and so you know moving them over and um just having a lot of fun with that and then fixing to gear up for some whip wrap up some yarn craft and crochet things so I was digging around oh I saw a lot of pictures (laughs) what did I what has like pushed aside and so it's like I'm not going to finish all those things up in one month but there are a couple of things I want to knock out just get some stuff off the floor out of the closet or I found a lot of things I had forgotten about. So that was good. (laughs) Like, okay, get those things. Because, you know, it's summer. It's like I have a little bit more time than I do during the school year. So Mm -hmm. like everybody, it's like, what can I, what can I knock out and feel so good about getting done? (laughs) So then I'll start 10 more things, but that's that's what's (laughs) happening every year. All right. Sounds like we've all been having a lot of fun. Let's get into our topic today, which is about enrichment academies for homeschool students. Let's talk a minute first about like what is, what are we talking about? What is an enrichment academy? What is a homeschool academy? Let's define it for our, our listeners. Well, I would say it's definitely, it's different than a co-op and people are familiar yes, with co-ops. People are familiar with, you know, the idea of parents you know, working together to bring classes to their homeschool community. But an enrichment academy is more like an, an actual school in that it's usually professional teachers, teaching classes, electives mm-hmm. and academics, and there's tuition that's charged and it the parents are not involved. It's a drop off, you know, situation where someone else is teaching your kids. 
another thing about the homeschool academy is you don't really have any input on the curriculum um, yes. or what's being taught. Right. You're selecting from the offerings that the academy has decided to offer. Mm-hmm. And while some of the instructors may be professional teachers, they may have taught in public schools, sometimes the instructors are professionals in their field. Yes. So yeah. they might not be teachers, but they might be, you know, actors or filmmakers mm-hmm. or you know, any number of types of things like that, where they're passionate about their craft and they want to teach kids. And then also they vary as far as, you know, some homeschool academies have classes every day. Some have them, you know, once a week or twice a week or offer different things each day. So you can find different types of academies. Right. And and they may be physical or virtual. And so sometimes you might, like you said before, maybe one or two days, but if I do want to make the distinction. Like if you're going every day, then you've you've gone into something cool. else. Yeah. It's private yes. school. It's just a private <laughs> like, school. And that what academies, I mean by every day is that they may offer different classes. They may offer classes. Right. From day to day. You might have different choices. take all of them. Right. Right. And so typically okay. you're going one or a few days a week. And then mm-hmm. some of them you don't really have assignments outside because they really are just enrichment. But some of them are academic. And so you'll yes. attend a couple of days and then you have a week's worth of homework for your student to do. So they're working a lot of times if they're at the upper level, independently from parents, which is, you know, one of the Mm -hmm. advantages we'll get to later. Any other kind of academies that y'all have seen that you want to mention before we? Well, I do know that there are some specialized enrichment academies, like there are STEM academies or um, arts academies and things like that. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking for particular types of enrichment classes, you can sometimes find specialized academies for those. I know in our area, there is a sports one. It's a PE type of thing, and Mm -hmm. the kids learn a variety of sports and physical education things, but that's what the focus is. It's only on that. Right. So sometimes, you know, you're going to look, maybe you feel, I can do this, that, and the other thing, but this one, no, I can't teach PE, or I don't want to, or, you know, I don't have enough (laughs) kids to teach it. Or to have a choir or something like that. Right, right. right. And you can also find uh, secular or religious-based academies. Usually, if you're living near a city, you're going to be able to find some of everything. It's a little bit harder if you're living out in more rural areas to find these kind of things. That is true. But I do know a mom who drove like an hour, I think, several times. Mm -hmm. She had a specific class. She wanted her daughter. It was a very big interest for the whole family. And so they made the drive because it was important. It was a priority for them. And so it's just like you have to decide how much you're willing to do to make that a part of your life. But I think that the benefits make it worth it. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk a little bit about why would we want to even look for or join in with an Enrichment Academy? What kind of pros and cons or advantages and disadvantages or considerations do we want to talk about? I know one of the first ones that comes up is support for subjects where your own education is lacking. Like so many people don't feel comfortable with maybe upper level science classes and labs, you know, maybe you don't mm-hmm. have the equipment or you, your kitchen's not set up where you can do those things at home. And that's one of the things I find that pushes a lot of parents to start looking for them. They find in high school, like, I don't, I wasn't good at that, or I don't like that subject. And so they decide to outsource it for somebody. So that's one big advantage. You've, like you mentioned, you've got a a teacher really enthusiastic about this subject and, you know, Mm -hmm. just dying to share their love for this with their students. And so you get to 
hook up to all that enthusiasm and your student mm-hmm. also gets a great education in that subject. Right. I definitely think that is a big draw for a lot of families um, that they feel, especially in the high school years, that there's things that they may not be able to teach well. And your point about the equipment is really good because these schools have the ability to have labs and things that you may not have at home. And so that's a huge advantage. Yeah, very big advantage. Another advantage, um, again, particularly for the high school years. So for younger kids, I'm not so big on outside classes and enrichment academies because there are a lot of issues that come up when you're dragging younger kids back and forth to classes. <laughs> but for high school students, you know, it's also that socialization, yeah. that opportunity to study independently, to be more, have more autonomy from mom and dad, mm-hmm. and to get used to, you know, when they're going to be done homeschooling and they go off to work or to college right. or to an apprenticeship where they have to take more responsibility for managing themselves. So I think that Enrichment Academies offer for a great experience in that, particularly if it's the kind of an academy where your student stays for a whole day right? and they um, they get to know the other kids. So They're some academies are, mm-hmm. yeah, because some academies are like a la carte. You just yes. pick and choose a class here and there. The kid shows up, takes class and leaves. That doesn't give them as much opportunity, but the kind of academy where they come in the morning and they stay all the way to the end of the day and they have lunch together, mm-hmm. they build relationships better that way. Mm-hmm. I agree. And being able to learn to work with a group that isn't necessarily your group of family members is mm-hmm. really valuable. Mm-hmm. Really and good. it's also having a group for classes is valuable for things like, like if you want to take a theater class, that's difficult to do at home because you don't have a group of people to do theater with. Or even for like a English discussion class, it's difficult to discuss if there's not a group of people with different views and different ideas to discuss with. So just the group setting alone is a really big advantage. That is. And then you mentioned time management. And so from the teacher end of things, watching those students, especially if they're the you know, middle school, and this is all kind of new, learning to manage time on their own to get homework done, not at 3 a.m. the night before class <laughs> the next day. Mm-hmm. It was very eye-opening, but like some parents are like, okay, I'm going to really back off and let them learn. Right. And so it's a good place to do that because everybody is supporting. We want yes. our students yeah. to be successful. And so like, that was quite a challenge for some of them because if mom's been pacing all your learning up until mm-hmm. this point, it's a big wake up. It is. And, and having to be responsible mm-hmm. to another adult that is not your parent yes. is a whole different interaction. It really is. is. Another reason why um, enrichment academies are really useful is when you are a working homeschooling parent. When I had my academy, a lot of the parents, uh, we met on Mondays, a lot of the parents would drop their child off and say, I'm off to work. And mm-hmm. they would go and work the whole eight hours that the child right. was under our care. And so that gave the parent an opportunity, you know, to provide for the school lunch program, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's another good reason um, to use a homeschool academy because it will give you, the working parent, an opportunity to work uninterrupted. Yeah. Also related to that, even if you're not a working parent, we're with our kids all the time as homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just would like to have a break. So if you're just, you know, a parent who feels like they need their own space once in a while, sending your child to elective class or a full day academy is a nice way during the week to be able to give them something special and also take some time for yourself. Even if that means you yeah, get to Yeah, then run you errands. don't have to stay up till 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> to have time for yourself. 
Sure. But we have a lot of parents that do that. And then they're, it's, their children are still receiving something of value. It's not yes. just a goof-off day. We're learning things. We are mm-hmm. doing the messy stuff that not all parents want or have ability to do, like even with art stuff and science experiments and mm-hmm. group games and things like that. Like you mentioned before, it's a little bit, I don't know, I had a lot of children, so we could do a lot of group games. But for those children just to have those other opportunities, like it was useful for that day and they learned things. Sometimes it, you know, dovetails with what they're already studying at home. And so reinforcing things that they were learning at home. And then it also gives them practice in, you know, interacting with other people who might have some different ideas and just learning how to get along. So it is at that lower level for those parents who are working from home really has been helpful for a lot of them. They can get a lot done in that one big block of time. If you're yes. In your time where you don't mm-hmm. have to stop and fix lunch or diffuse squabbles and things. But um, <laughs> there are so many, so many advantages, you know. There are some things which are not an advantage, like it is a commitment. Once you've enrolled, your child is expected to be there, especially for the more academic. Yes. And so it's like school for that day. You, you're supposed to be there and some places have, you know, some penalties if you're not. So you don't. Yeah. And that, that could actually also, be difficult for homeschoolers because uh, yes, you know, we're, 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 we're very used to being able to go by our own schedule or to like take a vacation when we feel like it or, mm-hmm. you know, so that that can be hard. And Something I know from consider. working at an academy that we have issues sometimes with parents just, mm-hmm. you know, popping in and out and that didn't work in that situation. Right. That, that one is work. And then, and then there is too, like there's time, that chunk of time you're, you've dedicated for that whole day, it's just travel time or, right. you know, the cost. Those are the only other things I can really, really think of. I think the cost is a huge disadvantage. A lot of enrichment academies are quite expensive. A lot of a la carte type classes are very expensive, depending on what you're looking for. And you can, you know, of course, you can shop around and find uh, less expensive options, but it is going to cost money. And Mm -hmm. again, as a homeschooler, sometimes that's a difficult thing. A lot of us are working on one one income and... And we're we're used to being able to teach things at home without that cost. So it, mm-hmm. it weighs more heavily on the decision when you have to take that into consideration. Yeah, some homeschool academies do offer scholarships. We yes. had some scholarships mm-hmm. available. When I first encountered a homeschool academy was when my um, youngest two, my former youngest two kids were uh, 16 and 18. And I said, hey, let's go check it out. They weren't too interested. Um, I said, but you know, I think it, I've learned a few things as a, as a parent and we're just going to go check it out. After they uh, went, we went to the open house night on the way home. They were both very enthusiastic talking about the classes they wanted to take. And they were a la carte students at mm-hmm. first. And so we had to travel quite a bit of a distance yeah. to go there. So I wasn't going to turn around, and go back home, started hanging around, chatting with the people who were running the academy. Then I was like, oh, you need somebody to clean and mm-hmm. the cleaner can get a break on tuition. So I did that. Then I volunteered to teach a class and that eventually became the director. I'm not saying that's a path everybody can take to <laughs> their expenses. But, you know, you, you should also ask them, you know, if you're going to enroll yes. more than one child, you know, can you get a discount on mm-hmm. multiple enrollment? Is there an opportunity to work and exchange for some of the tuition? Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are some ways to defray the cost. Um, one of the things I would say, um, and I said a little bit about this earlier, is that for younger kids, it's kind of like if you need to have them somewhere because you have to work, mm-hmm. then the academy is great because they'll have wonderful experiences. They'll be learning with a group. But 
younger kids, you know, sometimes they are cranky, they need a nap. Um, they're not doing great being gone for that long of a period of time. Sometimes, you know, the investment of your time and money doesn't come back in yeah. your child's best behavior. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's had a long day. So, you know, um, I would say really they're super worth it for kids from junior high through high school mm -hmm. and maybe not quite as worth it for the youngest kids, the younger, like elementary school age. And your mileage might vary, but you need to be aware of yeah. that fact. Like a kid who's normally used to being able to take a little nap or, you know, take a little lollygag through the middle of the day, mm -hmm. this might be rough. On <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Well, you have to keep that in mind when you choose where you're going to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Make sure it's more somebody yeah. that's aware of those kind of things. And Another one of the, I yeah. think, disadvantages that we need to mention is that they're sometimes very hard to get into and they fill up their mm. registration fills up very, very fast, mm -hmm. especially in cities where people already know about these, you know, academies and classes, they, they just fill up almost immediately when classes open. So you have to really be watching and ahead of time, be aware of it and watch for the class announcements and things like that. All right. What you yeah. said about watch for the announcements, watch your email, know when mm -hmm. that is going to come through because it's easy to miss those, those registration openings. Well, and it's important if you know anyone who's in uh, involved in a homeschool academy to ask them how you can get on the list to find out the announcements because sometimes right. it's through Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, social media has really taken over uh, where email used to um, handle things. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to get plugged in. So use the experienced homeschool parents in your area as your, um, you know, your gateway into finding out about when these academies start up and mm -hmm. where they're meeting and how to get in touch with them. Summer has come at last. During the warm months, I'd rather be sitting at the beach than stuck inside making high school transcripts by hand. Oh, that's the worst. I had to make my children's transcripts by hand in my day. Thankfully, these days, there's Transcript Maker. I'm not math phobic, but the time it took to calculate grade point averages was ridiculous. With Transcript Maker, you just plug your courses and grades into the template, and the GPA appears like magic. I've got a few kids. Well, maybe more than a few. <laughs> and with Transcript Maker, I was able to have multiple transcripts in my account at one time and with so many kids it made organization a breeze. All my transcripts were held in the cloud safe and sound and easy to access whenever and wherever I needed to. Well I love a good deal. I love saving money and getting discounts and Transcript Maker is perfect for that. They offer a 14-day free trial so you can give it a test drive and see how you like it. And for our listeners you can get 20% off the cost of your subscription with our exclusive coupon code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. Don't wait until the last minute. Enjoy your summer better by using Transcript Maker. Go to www.transcriptmaker.com today. Transcript Maker, simply better transcripts. So in-person enrichment classes are a really great resource for your home school. But if you can't get up and go somewhere, online classes are a great option too. Yeah, absolutely. And there are a lot of options out there now, but one of the really popular ones with homeschoolers is called OutSchool. And they offer all kinds of enrichment classes where that you sign up and there's a live, you know, teacher and you meet at a certain time and they teach all kinds of subjects to all different age groups. I have a lot of friends that use OutSchool and I, I've heard uh, really great things about it. 
I have a friend who's in out school for her elementary math. So like you can, there's not just, but not just academics. There are some other people I've seen several mm -hmm. like creative type sewing classes and just all kinds of things, baking classes and some technology classes. Yeah, I see frequently on different uh, Facebook groups, I'm on, some mom will post, we want to do an out-school class on tea parties or Disney princesses. I mean, it's like any interest mm -hmm. that your kid has. Yeah. And then they <laughs> look to get enough people to fill that class. Right. I guess some of the teachers have a class size requirement. Besides classes, online classes, there are also online academies. I know that uh, Memorial Press has an online academy and a Becca also has an online academy where you your child actually shows up and interacts with a teacher. I didn't know I, that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There, there are quite a few of them. Now, that's not to be confused with public school online, which would right. be like K-12 and Connections. That's right. actually school. Yeah. But um, there are online homeschool enrichment academies. So if you which can't pick up and differs. go... Mm -hmm. It differs also from just online classes. There's online classes all over the place right. that are self-paced self or mm -hmm. that you do with your child or they do on their own. These are enrichment classes or things where there's an actual teacher teaching them live usually. Right. right. And often there are a grade, lot in a, you know. Oh, yeah. Like they get um, their homework, it's graded, and they get a grade for that course at the end. Yeah. And, and that's a really good way to to do the foreign language, which I don't remember. We talked yes. about that when we did our foreign language we episode, did. but a lot of people hire foreign language uh, teachers through out school or other mm -hmm. groups. You know, you don't necessarily have to leave the house. Um, right. And, and you for can some speak people, with that's a native even speaker. better. Oh, that's ideal. Yeah, like for me, it'd be great um, at some point while I, I could be working and my child can be in the next room doing a language class or something um, because I work from home. So I don't have to go yeah. anywhere to do my work. <laughs> I just mm -hmm. need to be able to do it unimpeded. Right. Well, also the nice thing about the online uh, enrichment classes is you can take the, the class with you someplace. I have friends that do them at parks. They take their kids to have their iPad with them, I do it in the car. You know, so it doesn't have to yeah. be, you don't have to be tied to home to do those. And I think during our COVID lockdown and everything, a lot of things changed in homeschooling and there's a lot of new options. And one of them is there are so many more online options available to us now that we didn't have before. And I think that's awesome. It is. Yeah, I love that. You know, and everything about the pandemic was bad. We, we did <laughs> learn and grow quite a bit and, and learn to think in different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and especially I think it did enhance um, the homeschooling experience for a lot of people. I had talked earlier about how we came to a homeschool academy, and that's where I met you, yes. Jennifer, and you brought a lot of kids to that academy, not just your own. <laughs> so what, that's true. what led you to make that big trip? Well, we so I did, I did so drive time. almost an hour to go into that academy, and I was bringing four of my own kids then, all grade levels, basically, I guess, uh, elementary through high school. For me, it was really just I wanted them to be have, able to have some group experiences away from me. And not that I needed the time. I just wanted them to have that experience. And we didn't have anything like that where I lived or we had one, but it wasn't a good fit for our family. And so the academy that I found where you were is was the thing that was the closest and had offered a more diverse selection for all of the kids at all the ages. So we went ahead and did it. And because there were other people living where I live that wanted the same thing, I was able to bring a bunch of other kids along with us <laughs> um, to come to the academy too. It was great. But we weren't, I wasn't, 
looking for particular classes for my kids at that time or really any academic stuff or anything like that. It wasn't the classes. It was more the experience of having someone else teach them, being in a group setting, learning how to work with Mm -hmm. other people. And it really fulfilled all of that very well for us. Yeah, so we started there for a different reason, and it's because my two kids were high schoolers, and I had never taken chemistry, and I had no interest in teaching it. (laughs) Um, I had taken biology, and I'd I'd done biology with my oldest son at home using, oh, y'all remind me, uh, Dr. Wiles' course, Apologia. So I I taught myself Apologia, biology, and and it used, um, you know, we did labs and things with stuff we had around the house, and it was fine for him. But I really didn't feel like I was super qualified, and I thought, you know, I'd like my high school kids to have more of a group learning experience. And so that's how we arrived there, and we drove 45 minutes (laughs) each way. So it was a big commitment of a time and a day. on the way home, uh, even my high school kids would fall asleep in the car because <laughs> we got up so early. Yeah. And they didn't always go to bed, you know, at a good time. But it was a great experience for our family. It became the highlight of our week. And my younger daughter, she made connections with one of the instructors there. He was a film and photography teacher. Mm-hmm. And she eventually went on to intern for him where he worked, which was at a local community college. And then that provided her opportunities to get involved in some other things. And so um, for that right there, I think is a really great reason to get your yeah. high school kids involved because they mm-hmm. get exposed to so many opportunities that can lead yes. them into careers. Did your children do any enrichment academies, Melanie? No, we didn't. We participated in uh, co-ops and that we, like we mentioned that before, the co-op was full. So we start helped start one and we did co-op activities. So we didn't do enrichment academies. I came to enrichment academies from the teacher end. And um, at the time when I first started teaching, I had high schoolers at home who were independently finishing up their own things. And um, well, my husband had had an accident. Oh, I think we mentioned that before. Broke both wrists. And then at that point, other things kept happening. And so I was needing, he became disabled and I needed to find something to do to bring in, you know, to pay for the school lunch programs. And he wasn't (laughs) going to do that anymore. (laughs) So, uh, but it was good timing because, you know, after you've been teaching for all those years, like, why? still like to hang around kids and learn yeah. things and mm-hmm. it was fun and so at that time like my grandchildren were starting to attend some academies and things and it was a nice way to just stay connected to the homeschool community as the grandma but still you know teaching and it was fun and I taught like a general science with apologia class which was great fun because it was I I had done that with my own children multiple times but doing it with a group of children all more or less the same age was really different than just having one student work mm-hmm. through it. And so, you know, I still thought it was a really good way to be able to still teach. It helped us. It helped the, the school get to help the kids. There are just a whole lot of benefits to those in, enrichment academies for everyone. Like it's also good for the teachers. They have, I know I met a lot of people who just blow me away with their knowledge base in their area that they're mm-hmm. passionate about. You know, I'm basic science, but the upper level science teacher can explain a science concept in about 50 different ways. And like one of them will stick. 
just right. off the cuff. It's like so amazing to watch and to watch the, the people teaching the history classes love history and teaching a really amazing course. And then like where I teach, I, they all went off after their study of American history on a field trip to Boston to wrap up the year, which is like, mm-hmm. wow, they're getting to do because you're pooling, you know, family resources and right. not getting to go off and do these really amazing, fun things. And so my kids missed out on that, but my grandkids can do it if they want. So I was like, it's good that those things, because of just, I don't know, because homeschooling has been around longer. And then the pandemic did force some really creative solutions to things. People think more out of the box than they used to, mm-hmm. or more willing to look at different ways to get to the end goal, which is, you know, learning and acquiring knowledge and learning how to learn. And yeah, instead of it being this thing, right, you know, like you must sit down and do it this way and learn it only in this fashion. People are realizing that like, you just go and learn from what you're doing and then learn how to research it and learn how to access all the different sources of information, including people out there who know things. And then you end up with a body of knowledge that you've had some experience with and not just book learning, not a shallow learning, but a really deep involved mm-hmm. learning. And it's so much more exciting to learn that way. I remember one of the teachers at our academy, um, he taught biology and chemistry, and he was a teacher who taught in the public schools, and he'd retired. But like you said, he still was interested in teaching kids and, and finding something to do with himself um, in his retirement. And he was blown away by these homeschool kids because they didn't have to take any of the classes they were taking. Right. Um, most of the All kids right. chose the classes, and he said... Wow, it's so refreshing. They like learning and they want to take these <laughs> classes. And so um, that's quite a, a difference for teachers who, if they've taught in public school, sometimes they, they've not gotten to see the best of their students because of the conditions that they all have to operate under. Yeah. So what, what would you say, it's Melody? And, yeah. And Jennifer, you taught at our, you both taught at our academy. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to parents from the teacher standpoint? of um, being involved in a homeschool academy? For me, I think that parents need to talk to their kids about the difference between learning at home and then learning in an academy setting and that there are things that they need to, there's deadlines, there's assignments, there's um, more responsibility, you know, and they have to take part of that. As a teacher at an academy, often we had a difficulty with homeschooling families not really wanting to do those things, which I understand because I'm a homeschooler as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you decide to enroll in an enrichment academy, you do need to realize that you're taking a part of a class with other students and a teacher who's spending their time doing this and working hard to give you a good class. And you need to be able to follow through with fulfilling all the requirements on your end. So it's something I think that parents, especially with high school students who are going into enrichment classes, should make sure they talk with their kids ahead of time and that the parents themselves are also ready for those requirements. Yes, I think sometimes. I would uh, completely agree. Yeah, I think sometimes when um, when people have younger children in the enrichment academies, they view it more as like um, it's childcare. Yeah, or like a and, co-op maybe. Or yeah. like yeah, but but um, you know, when you sign your child up, it's important to have respect for the time and efforts that the teacher is putting into giving a good classroom experience mm-hmm. and helping your child to participate appropriately. And you know, we. We all know that homeschool kids, um, you know, they don't wake up in the morning and learn how to stand in line and things, but that's part of what you're, 
what your kid is going to learn in a yes. homeschool academy. Yeah. We had one right. thing where um, a high school student was done with his assignment and he just got up and walked out of the classroom. And I saw him wandering around and said, I'm sorry, but you have to be in yeah. class. And he, and he was like, like, no, why? but I'm done. I'm, yeah, I'm like, well, this is this is a new thing for you. But, you know, you stay with the class until the teacher says you can leave. So it is really important to, to talk with your kids about what the expectations are and, and who's in charge, <laughs> you know, because sometimes the kids have not, have not learned that hierarchy. Yeah. yeah. They've never been in a, in a classroom setting. I also right. would. We always I always had to have those talks at the beginning. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, for sure. At yeah, the in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. and like and you, talk about how it works. Yeah, you have to raise your hand, take turns, things like that. That they're not always the mm-hmm. custom, right? <laughs> and things like that might be okay at home, but now we're right. in a group situation, so that right. kind of behavior we can't do it here. Yes. And within a class setting, we have, you know, one hour for this class. So we need to do the things during this time and we can't go off and do something else during that time. So all of those, Mm -hmm. you know, just they they something to to look for. I would caution against signing your kids up for too many enrichment classes. Um, I mm-hmm. think we saw this quite a lot at our academy and where parents had kids. We we were in a one-day type of academy, but parents had kids signed up for a one-day academy every single day of the week at a different location and different classes. And mm-hmm. it was a lot to ask of the students, They especially the high school level kids. They were getting, you mm-hmm. know, different homework assignments at five different academies or different, you know, all these different uh, classes they were going to. And it was just a lot. And it's no longer homeschooling when you're outsourcing everything. I call that a la carte private school. It is. That's what it is. That's yeah. what I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And I but think, I think sometimes not... parents don't realize that there's homework. And like yeah. your, your one day academy has given you a week's worth of homework. Yeah. I also and think that people sometimes just get caught day. up in it. Like they sign up for a class and then they're like, oh, look at this great class over here. And they sign up for another class. And then their kid says, oh, I really want to take this. And then uh-huh. another thing. And I think it just be it, sometimes they just get caught up in it and don't realize how much they're actually committing to or how much they're asking their child to commit to. Right. Indeed. But if you've looked yeah. at all those options and you know what's involved, then you're ready to make a good selection based on what your family's needs are. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that these things aren't required either. Like we've talked about all the advantages. There's a lot of advantages, but if this isn't something you can do, if you can't afford enrichment classes or you don't have the time for it, or it just doesn't fit your lifestyle or your schedule, that's okay. Homeschooling can be done at home. You don't have to have mm-hmm. be enrolled in enrichment classes, even for subjects you don't know, even if it's, you know, upper level chemistry, there are ways to do it at home. And there are ways that you can help your child learn those subjects without having to hire a teacher or put them into a school. So although I love enrichment academies, it is not a necessity of homeschooling. No. And we've done a lot of episodes that tell you how to tackle those tough subjects at home. Mm -hmm. Here at the end of our podcast, we like to answer a big question. Jennifer, what's our big question today? Our big question for today is, I'm 99% convinced to homeschool my babies next year, kinder, grade one, and grade three. But after going to the public school kinder graduation and award ceremonies, I don't want to miss that or for them to miss out on that experience. It's the one thing making me question if I should really start homeschooling. What should I do? 
Well, I think it's really um, wonderful that this mom wants to be sure that she can recognize and celebrate her children's accomplishments. And, yes, you know, there's nothing that public school does really that you can't do as a homeschooler. So when I had my kids in those grades, we did all kinds of fun stuff. We had an open house about six weeks into the new school ah, year. We did that too. <laughs> yeah. And we, uh, you know, at the end of the school year, we would uh, get together with other homeschoolers and we would celebrate with an end of the year celebration. Sometimes um, I would give my kids little certificates or we would go somewhere to celebrate. Let's like, oh, let's all go get ice cream cones or let's go mm -hmm. to go swimming to celebrate in the school year. So, you know, you can do whatever you want to celebrate your kids Absolutely. in whatever ways you want. There's no reason not to homeschool because of something like that. No. And, and if it's, you know, if right. there's particular things like kinder graduation that's important to you, you can create your own kinder graduation. You can get mm -hmm. together with a few other, you know, homeschool families with kids the same, you know, relative age and have a little ceremony and give them, you know, little caps and gowns and do the whole thing. You can do all of that mm -hmm. on your own. Right. Yeah. You when, when the new school, at the beginning of the school year, we always see everybody's kids holding a thing. I'm in this grade or whatever. We all mm -hmm. do that as homeschoolers. Yeah. Too. So you can do that. You can invite your family over and have a, a big party. Um, but after you're homeschooling a couple of years, your kids won't even know what grade they're in. There's new milestones that you celebrate as homeschoolers too. Like we celebrate not back to school day every year. Um, yes. So when all the other kids mm -hmm. are going back to school, we have a special celebration that we do. And over the years, like you said, we've done little art shows for our family and friends. We get together with other friends and do science shows and things and they get awards and we do field day and they get ribbons and, you know, all the way through high school up till, you know, high school graduation where we've done the whole, for my kids, they get to choose how we're doing graduation. And we've done it in many different ways, including a, you know, more traditional high school graduation that you would see in a school. So yeah, you can really create your own ceremonies and awards. Right. Well, it's human nature to want to acknowledge those milestones, mm -hmm. you know, big ones mm -hmm. and little ones. And we celebrate all kinds of things. And so that's actually valid to do that. And if you're part of a co-op in your community, chances are really high that there's going to be some kind of an end of the year or end mm -hmm. of the semester celebration. There may or may not be awards. If you want yeah. to be awards, you can volunteer to be the awards that. lady. Yeah. So there's definitely ways to, to make that happen. But we like to have those things to remember them by. It's like nice to have for closure, well, too. It is. It is. Close it really out is. one year. Yeah, our, our Enrichment Academy had an end of semester um, showcase. And yeah, the kids got to it was great. Show off their yeah. stuff and awards were handed out and gifts were given. And it was fabulous. So mm -hmm. you can do this as a homeschooler, too. Before we go, we want to leave you with a few reminders. If you want to support us here and help us grow, it would be great if you'd help new people find our show by leaving us a five-star review and sharing it on social media. Remember that you can get 20% off the cost of your Transcript Maker subscription with the code HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at happyhomeschoolpod. If you want to learn more about anything we discussed today, we publish our show notes on Facebook after every new episode. Next episode, we'll be discussing homeschooling at the beach. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Melody. I'm Jennifer. I'm Holly. Happy, Happy homeschooling. homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Melody Gillum. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast.
podcast, a Transcript Maker production. My co-hosts are Jennifer Jones and Holly williams Erbal. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or, as always, tell people about us. I think another... another... Reason... <laughs> we keep doing that. <laughs>